It's hard not to be romantic about baseball. This kind of thing, it's fun for the fans. It sells tickets and hot dogs, but it doesn't mean anything. Well, today, Billy, it did. Whether you're a fan of baseball, movies, the A's, maybe all three, more than likely you've heard that quote before, especially if you're an avid listener of this podcast. We love Moneyball. Us A's fans have never had a more frustrating coming into the season than 2022. Ownership drew a hard line in the sand this offseason in its negotiations with the city of Oakland. Basically said, shit or get off the pot when it comes to the stadium deal. They sold off their two best players in arguably 10 years. Uh, and the franchise's greatest manager, arguably also, of all time, left the organization out of frustration with the front office. Well, the season wasn't much different in the level of frustration than the offseason. The A's finished in last place with a 60-102 and record. A lot of new and young talent took the field. Some of those faces stepped beyond what our expectations were, while others were quite the opposite, a little disappointing. But with all those lows, the season came some fun and familiar faces. The A's signed a couple of fan favorites from the 2020-10 era. Jed Lowry and Stephen Vogt. While Jed did not make it to game 162, our guy Voter did. He announced just a few days ago that he will be retiring at the end of the season. Anticipations began to build over the coming days. When will Vote's last game be? Lo and behold, it was today, game 162. Chants all day throughout the Coliseum, I believe in Stephen Vote. I believe in Stephen Vote. What we all knew would be his last ever at bat. Vote steps up to the plate in the seventh inning. First pitch, launches a beautiful fly ball just over the right field fence into the Budweiser patio, a familiar face for Vote as it lands the exact same spot in the stands, in the patio, as his first ever major league hit. Also a home run, in case you were wondering. Chants continue to build and echo through the Coliseum. I believe in Stephen Vote. I believe in Stephen Vote. Until he walks out of the dugout, post home run, gives a final curtain call, and gives the fans exactly what they want. Today, we all believe in Stephen Vote, a man that delivered. So how can you not be romantic about baseball? A fan base with no hope all season gets one last ultimate climax. Right now, I am wearing my most prized possession, an authentic personalized A's jersey that my grandmother gave me for my high school graduation. She was a 20-year season ticket holder, and she passed away later that year. Today, I believed in Stephen Vogt, and his hope put me in such a high that I felt like it was only necessary to end the day wearing this amazing jersey. One last time, thanks, Vote. This pod's for you. It's about you. We are celebrating a moment that will last forever for us. I'm Chris Madrigal, and as always with me, my partner, Julio Reynoso, and this is the Town Tailgate Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. First time, long time at the Town Tailgate. Of course, it's yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so if, in case you're wondering, hey, how, you know, we haven't been posting as much in social media, haven't been uh, recording because it's depressing. And sometimes it's just not the most fun yeah. thing to talk about with this team. But, um, you know, lo and behold, we're still going to be here. We're going to be posting. And plus, I think both of our schedules have just been absolute madhouse lately. So that doesn't help mm-hmm. with that. Um, but we will keep recording. How's FanDuel treating you? Biz Z. We just launched FanDuel TV mm-hmm. a few weeks ago nice. with our new show, Up and Adams. So if you're uh, you know looking to continue on watching K Adams after NFL Network, come check out FanDuel TV, available on all cable providers as well as YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff nice. over there. Um, but you know what? It's, today was actually kind of a special day. I knew today was a really special day just as soon as I woke up. As soon as I woke up, I threw on my Rudin and Oakland shirt. You know, I was wearing my hat all day because this is... This is a send-off, man, to somebody who is really mm-hmm. one of the more pivotal people in the last 10 years of this organization. And um, I think he, not only did he get the credit, I think from this organization, from across baseball as well. So it was awesome. I was at a work call today, and before uh, uh, one of my colleagues logged off, all he said was, Hey, Julio, I believe in Stephen Vogue. It's kind of interesting. You realize that I think more people know I believe in Steve Evoke than the actual origin of the chant at this point. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I guess that says a lot more about soccer than it does. No, let me rephrase that. Let me correct you. It says a lot about U.S. soccer than it does. Do you actually know that that's not even the origin of that? No, is that the was, um, U.K.? No, Utah State. Utah State basketball team. That was that's their chant. Um, that was their chant back in the day, and then the U.S. U.S. soccer team ad- adopted it. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, but now it's found its true home, and it'll never change. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody's probably – if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard or you've seen it. It Stephen Vogt, in his final at-bat of his Major League Baseball career, hits a home run, and it lands – I said it in the opening of this podcast. It lands the exact same spot as his first-ever Major League hit, um, a home run to right field in the Budweiser patio. Um, you know, I, I, the first thing I'll say is that, you know, I haven't watched many as many A's games in the past month for obvious reasons, but I made sure that I watched today because of, and I think that says just a lot about what vote meant to this franchise. And I don't even think it's necessarily like you can't explain it on a, on a, on baseball reference or on a, on a stat sheet. It's like, it's just these moments that he has that are just forever instilled in my brain. You know, like I, I tweeted it today, the 2003, 13 game two walk off hit, um, in that Epic playoff game. That was a, a toe for toe pitching duel against just Justin Verlander and rookie, Sonny Gray, I've talked about that moment before many times in this podcast, and it's just like um, for him to have you know that moment and and just so many others. I you know I can't even begin to go on the list. You know, it's just like it's just what he you know him being a guy. I think he was like a super old rookie and really scrappy dude. Doesn't doesn't wear baseball. Doesn't wear batting gloves and. And then he becomes a two-time all-star for us and one of the best catchers in the league during that time. It's just like, I mean, again, it's these like little moments that I think just mean so much to 
gritty fans like us, you know, the the green collar way of life, you know, the old phrase because Oakland's such a blue collar city and for him to end his career and end our season that way was just like I mean, it was just like a magical moment. It was it felt like I think Brody um referenced this a bunch of times in the post game show. Like it just felt like twenty twelve again. You know, one sixty two that game and one sixty two this game, it just it was like I can't believe we're here and we're doing this. Even though there wasn't much to look forward to after today's game, it was just a, such a high to end the to end on. And not only that too, Northern California kid, you know, uh, was yeah. born in Visalia, went to school at um, yeah, uh, I believe he did he go to UC Davis? Could it be I saw his, his family went to UC Davis. Oh, he went to Sousa Pacific, so he was a Californian kid. He grew up a Giants fan, and he got to achieve yeah. the dream of playing for his childhood dream, which was awesome. Um, the thought that was going through my head a lot today. what Winning a World No, he didn't we win. We won a World Series of the Braves last year. Braves, so yeah, he wasn't on the team because he was hurt, but he still, you know, you can say he's a World Series champ because I guarantee he has such an influence in all those guys in that locker room as well. Um, the thing that kind of was in my head a lot today, and as this season fucking sucked, like there's no there's no cookie cutting around it there's no being safe but this is just an awful season yes we had the bright spots to see a lot of these young guys but this is horrible this is i i felt like my mood as a person over the last six months was not as high as it was because this how bad this team mm-hmm. was um yeah but i think the one thing i will always appreciate about the season and especially today is we actually got to say our our goodbyes, our farewells to uh, somebody who's meant so much to this organization because the reality is with this team, with the way this organization has been run through majority of our lifetime, they don't give those guys those opportunities. They don't bring back those guys or they go finish their career somewhere else. And the, that just shows you how much this team and this city meant to him that he did want to come back. He probably yeah. knew from the jump that he was going to be able to you know, finish off here. Um, and I was kind of thinking off like the top of my head. I'm like, is there any of the players who any A's players who got the opportunity to come back and, you know, call it a career in Oakland. And the only one, at least recent memory was, you know, Barry Zito signed that minor league contract and got to have the, his last start as an A against Tim Hudson. And that was like, I was gonna say, you could technically say Tim Hudson, but he wasn't. An yeah. A. But like they both, they both got their send off in Oakland, which was like, special yeah. which is kind of crazy because i was looking at that 2015 team Stephen vogue was on that team <laughs> Stephen vogue mm-hmm. you know sunny gray chris bassett marcus canna um so it's it's crazy it's kind of like a full circle that that happened but i just the appreciation that like we got to say our goodbyes to him i think that's something that that definitely means the most to me the best part about today was he was catching for the a's number one pitching prospect prospect and Ken Waldachuk and I you know there's a reason why Kotze did that he you know I'm I'm pretty sure that Vote's been working with him a bunch and giving him some tips and let's be honest Vote's probably going to be a part of this coaching staff next year so it's not the final goodbye but it's the final goodbye of his playing career um and you know for him to to do that and work him through you know a rookie's first you know and last start of the season but i i think this shows a lot about his um leadership this situation i'm about to explain right now is 
in the top of the seventh, um, Walter Chuck gives up a uh, a single to Dave Fletcher, and um, Kotze leaves him out there. Um, but he said in the post game conference that he was going to give him one more batter, and just before that, Matt Duffy flies out. By the way, um, and he said that he was going to give him one more batter, and then he was going to pull him because I think his pitch count was pretty high at that point. I don't have it in front of me, but. Um, and, uh, if that happens, if, as soon as Walter Chuck comes out, vote was going to come out and then Langoliers was going to go in. That was like kind of the game. That was the script of the game. Um, Levin Soto comes up and he grounds into a double play. Keep in mind, Fletcher's on first. There's already one out. He grounds into a double play. That situation, getting out of that inning gets vote his last at bat, which is the at bat that he hits the home run. Um, Vote being able to to work through with Waldachuk through that situation, um, I think says a lot about his leadership. Says a lot about his personality. Says a lot about his character. And it's one of that on top of all the moments that I just talked about that he has. Says why he's such a fan favorite for this team. Like again, he's not going to go to the Hall of Fame. His numbers don't stand out on a on a box score, but like he's just he's just going to be one of those guys, like a Coco Crisp. Like a like a Sal Bando, like a, I mean the names go on guys Dave Stewart guys that probably aren't going that definitely aren't going to the Hall of Fame some of those guys but probably aren't going to the Hall of Fame but they just leave such a lasting legacy on us fans that they're gonna be legends to us forever and like, I yeah it just it says a lot about him and then also like the, the stuff that Dallas was saying during the game about like how he you know he's 24 hours away from retiring and he's still doing catcher drills in pregame like working on his stuff it's just like uh, it's just it's just great it's just great stuff all around especially like uh watching uh the postgame conference and literally the very first thing he didn't he said it wasn't about his career it wasn't about the fans it was about anything it was he the first thing he said was like yeah Waldochek pitched an awesome game and he was just complimenting him and all the great things because that's dude, that's why it's so important for this season on why they brought back someone like him because like this team yeah. needed that guidance. Even if they like they knew everybody knew they weren't gonna go anywhere and just having that Can we just say about his like post game conference, him like saying like like Ray, talking about Ray too, that was pretty cool. I just, I just it fucking kills that. me that Ray couldn't see this man. Him and Suzuki yeah. retired. Like, hey, that was like, that hit me a little bit early. I'm like, Ray would have just been like, yeah, bit geeking out right now. Yeah, that's right. Kurt Suzuki retired today, too. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how that just. He got, oh, yeah. Uh, yesterday, he, his last game was. You know, I, now that I think yes, about man. it, I wonder if that was intentional that they made, he made his last game yeah. yesterday. No, that would have been cool, them them catching against each other. I don't know. I feel like that would have been really cool. Because, like, that's another, uh, that's another, what we can, maybe we can tape. We'll save that for another pod, but I think we do. We yeah, should sure. give the flowers to Kurt Suzuki for his but, time, but yeah, for sure. And but yeah, I mean, him in the post game in Dallas is like on you know having a blast on the verge of tears, and he's he you know says like thank you Stephen Bell, and he says thank you guys for telling the stories for all of us. He you know mentions those two, he mentions Ken, he mentions Vince, and then he goes and Ray, and then he like points up to the air like that. I don't know, that was pretty cool. Um. But yeah, and I just want to recap. Can we can we just recap on how he even became the team? Because he started with the Rays, didn't go well, got DFA'd, came to the A's mid season in 2013, the season that he hit the walk off hit for the in the playoffs. And 
Julio, the only reason why he got called up was because John Jaso got a concussion. Do you remember that? That's right. And they yeah, just didn't that- have. They had Derek Norris, but Derek Norris was was just he was young, dude. He was young, and they needed another catcher on the roster. And then Jaso comes back from the concussion, and then Brandon Moss gets hurt, and they need someone to play first base. And lo and behold, Vote plays all over the fucking field, and he gets in there. And then I think they had some injuries in the outfield, so he played some right field, and he just kind of finds a way to stay on this roster because he's he's just that guy. He's a scrappy. He's a he's a he he just makes it work. And I I just feel like guys like that don't get the praise that they should. Grinders. Not the not the, the dating, but just grinders. Like they just fucking Yeah. And I think that's what look, he's not he's not a Hall of Fame like you said, he's not a Hall of Famer. Dude's a Hall of Fame grinder. Like he yeah. is a Hall of Fame lover of this game and will work his ass off to get where he got and he is somebody who probably should have lasted realistically a year in his career but the guy turned into a eight year nine year mlb career even at when he was called up he was already 29 he finally yeah. makes the show it's just special it's that's what makes us like as fans who look let's we should we, sh- we shouldn't be fans of all the shit that we go through but like we still come back because we're so compelled by Stories like Vogue, stories like Josh Donaldson, stories like Chris Bassett. That's what always brings us back as fans because this organization, this team always does that. And they find potential in guys that no one else finds potential in. Exactly. Exactly. So watch mm. out for next year with um, my hot take is Joey Gallo is going to be an A next year. <laughs> oh, God. You could argue that could potentially be Sears. They found potential in Sears and look at Yeah, him. but uh, well. If he turns out being something, then that's just going to be another example of, of, of the list of guys you just said. Yeah, exactly. But, um, and that, because like, that's, that's Oakland, man. That's all. That's just the identity of that city. And that's why a lot of us are so appreciative of him. Now, outside of the walk-off, the 2013 walk-off, you know, the, trying to do that as he's mm-hmm. falling into the air. As he's rounding, rounding second, yeah. yeah. Do you have what are some of your like your primary like Vogie moments? I mean, the, the two All Star games are definitely at the top of that list because our teams were not good that those years, and you know we probably had some pitchers that could have taken those spots. We always were really good with finding relievers, and to have Stephen Vogt, I think he was the first position player for the A's to be um, in the All Star game since. Miguel Tejada so I think it was like a 10-year run or something no or? not a, no because by that point because 14 is when we had um that whole batch of everybody with um with Cespedes Donaldson Norris um was he the wait, yeah yeah I was like because I was like he was an all-star I was 15 and 16 I believe 15 16 okay yeah yeah uh where we had seven all-stars yeah that was awesome. in that all-star game didn't yeah. end well. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after a rough season, to have that and have that guy get in there, I don't know. I mean, also, the, like, not wearing the batting gloves—that's the thing that's that for some reason stands out to me the most because it's just so rare. Um, my buddy Jesse was a ball boy or bat boy for um, the Sacramento River Cats back in college, and vote, you know, during his. You no, know, 2013 is time up and down there, and I think uh, a couple times 2014. 
Um, Jesse said he, he just had like nothing but nice things to say about him. He's just like, he said he was always the nicest guy, the friendliest guy. Um, he'd come in the clubhouse and just chatted up with him. And a lot of the other guys were just like too cool for school. Um, and he loved that. And I think that says a lot about his character. He is exactly who he is. Um, and then of course, uh, the basketball, uh, ref. I was just about to say he's a hell of a ref. Mm hmm. That's, that's the one. And for those of you who don't know that clip, go on YouTube and type in Stephen Vogt basketball ref. And it comes up. It's an interview that Johnny Gomes was having in 2013, 2012, 2013, 2013. And, um, and Steve and, uh, Stephen Vogt had been doing this bit in the clubhouse where he's like a over, over, animated basketball ref and um yeah johnny gomes like i said he was on um uh fuck what's what was the name of the chris um, intentional talk intentional talk he was on intentional talk and he's getting interviewed and then he just like brings him in and he just starts doing his bit and it's just fucking hilarious um yeah those are what, do you have any ones that i left out the one that i it, it was such a random thing or it, it, it's not going to go on any highlight reels anywhere at i think it would um but it was just special because i was there to see it and it was 2014 no 2015 so that was one of the down years um we uh, uh the a's were playing the padres in san diego and uh, my fam i went down to san diego met up with my family for a few nights and um we went to the game and bases were chucked. Vo comes up. In, in our section, I just started the chant. More and more people mm. came in. Boom. Grand slam. Nice. And we got the video saved and everything. So, And just oh, all yeah. of us were like, listener shit. And, it's, and it, I really do think he got like, he gets superpowers when the chant starts in one way or another. Yeah, it's yeah. Like in, yeah, for sure. It's like in Super Mario when he gets a star, man. Once, once Steven Vogue's chants start going... Um, that's it. Like it's something else comes up to him. Like starts playing for him. And then two nights later, a night later, the Golden State Warriors won their first title in 40 years. So that was a pretty awesome trip. Hell of a weekend. Or, yeah. There. Yeah. That was a, a hell of a weekend. Yeah. But, um, and I think the other thing too, was just like this, not, we, we can talk how much the city means to him, but how much, um, he means to the city as well. He's been a mm -hmm. consistent like contribute like contributions to the city. He won the Dave Stewart award for uh, community contributions along with Tony Kemp this year, which is really, which Tony Kemp, that's a, another fucking, we'll talk about him later when we record again. Um, but it, the guy really cared. He put him he's putting money's where his mouth is. He, and what a, not only what a great example to set as a father because his kids were there, his kids announcing his final at bats from the booth was just like the, uh, it was only it was only his first at bat. Did the second one? Yeah, but the second at bat. His final his final at bat. He did not. But his second at bat, they had him. They were chanting in the booth, that I believe in Stephen oh, Bo, okay. which is like the mm. sweetest thing. Um, shout out to Amelia Shamil for helping out with them out with that. Um, <laughs> but one example to set for these young players too. These this is stuff mm. that like. Again, it's not going to be on any stat sheet. It's not going to be anywhere. But guys like him, guys like TK, who even if they both weren't examples of how to play on the field, they were examples of like how to be a leader and how to operate a clubhouse. That's shit you're not going to be able to teach. 
that's just mm-hmm. you got to follow their leads kind of thing and that's so that's so special there's not many places and mm-hmm. that you can get those opportunities to do that 1000% like think about this I mean... think about how many terrible teams that were this year so think about like the nats the pirates who like had that veteran leadership of those people that like you know, no offense to Nelson Cruz, but do you really think there was a lot of people who were saying in the Nats clubhouse, like, oh, yeah, Nelson Cruz was like a huge influence in how yeah. this, the culture is ran here. It's all it was like, not, yeah. not a lot of guys you can, they can end their season thinking fondly on and, and also, um, I mean, just end it that way and, and be able to end it with the team that you, like if Nelson Cruz was, had his last game with the Rangers, like maybe that's something in particular but you know this is a very unique unique situation and um yeah i mean it's in it's in my top 10 you know moments yeah it's it's definitely going to be we've joked that this is going to be a season we'll never forget just because of how bad it was but i think this happening fortunately we're going to remember it now yeah but now (laughs) now we are going to remember it because it's like this what a amazing way the high stepping his way into Retirement, man. Special, special stuff. Yeah. All right. I think we'll end it on that then, Julio. Um, thanks. Thank you, Stephen Vogt, for giving us some hope um, at the end of a long season um, and and making us do this podcast tonight because we hadn't done one in a while. <laughs> um, should we should we end it on uh, an I Believe in Stephen Vote chant instead of the classic Let's Go Oakland? I... Oh, I, I, I believe, I believe, I believe in, I believe in, I believe in Stephen Volk, 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 we're not synced up at all. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, We'll be back soon with a playoff preview podcast. The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, (laughs) and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by, once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.